Father's Day is around the corner. I can't think of a better gift than the Endless Summer box set. This is needed by us fathers. We need this. So don't be a hoe dad. Get your dad or yourself for Father's Day the Endless Summer box set. This is Mike with the QuiverCast, brought to you by QuiverBuilder.com, where you buy, sell, surf. Hello, everyone. Hey, this is Mike here at QuiverCast. We're going to go straight into it this evening with my buddy Mark from Oside. Hey, Mark, how are you tonight? Good. Thanks for dropping by. Yay. You know what? I'm excited about this interview. So I bet uh, you are. <laughs> all right. So the first question I got for you this evening is, we know who you are, you're Mark from Oside. And you've been in the water here for how many years? Uh, 1980. 1980. You've been surfing Oceanside since 1980. And your son grew up surfing here also? Correct. You, you brought him around with you? Bryce Carrier. Bryce Carrier has been in the water with you since 19... When did he start surfing? Um, I think when he was um, 11, 12. So you guys would just paddle out? Where'd you guys surf? Well, no, he paddled out on the north side of the pier and met all the Hawaiian boys, Gabe, Junior, Jacob, and then uh, was best friends with Junior, and Junior said, hey, I want to meet your dad, and then so on and so on, and then I became uh, a family of of, of the Hawaiian boys, and then he started growing up and started getting really, really good, and so on and so on. Cool. So it's a family, a surf family affair. Yeah, sure. correct. All right, cool. So when did you start surfing, Mark? 68. 68, where was that at? 1968, north side of uh, Seal Beach Pier. There you go. I've kind of been there a few times myself. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people migrated down south, got tired of the Orange County crowd. Started there, uh, I think, when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And then... When you went to Northside, did, has it? Have you been back there recently? No, it's, no, it's, no. I mean, the whole Seal Beach, the whole Huntington Beach, just got so big and so crowded. I, if I went back, I wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it, Seal Beach is kind of the same, but it's changed a lot also in the sand. Yeah, but I mean, changed. like you know, when you're first starting to uh, learn how, it was a really nice way because they would bank off that wall. Yeah. Big old peaks. Yeah, and then we moved from there, moved all the way down south, started serving Sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, we parked out in front of the, uh, which we didn't know at the time, but only surfboards. Okay. Um, met him and uh, got maybe one or two boards from him. And then moved, you know, went from there to uh, Bosa Chica, moved our way down south, Huntington Beach, uh, the cliffs, yep. uh, the pier, and then worked all the way into uh, the Newport when Newport had that pier. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were telling about that. Yeah, and the, I saw pictures of it yeah. on somewhere, and they are awesome. It was like a metal pier, right? Then how far did it go out? It went out pretty far because it, it, there was a, a dredging, that mm-hmm. would like a big 
like a big scoop that would dredge all of the sand that would collect right there. Yep. And then take it and drop it off at, at the very, you know, tip of it. And then like with the different type of swells, that's what probably caused, you know, the, the sandbars. But I mean, south of that jetty was just epic. All the way to where? So were they building the jetties? No, no. Building? I mean, there was only, what, four at the time? Yeah, okay. 56th Street. And then um, I think maybe three. I forget the or what they were going into um, Blackies. What year was that again? I have no idea, Mike. Seventies? Um, no, I think probably late seventies, maybe. Okay. Eighties. Wow. But I mean, I I surfed the pier or the river jetties in probably seventy seventy. Two, seven, no, yeah, seventy-two. And what's the board you guys are riding there? Single fins, of course. Oh yeah. Were they long boards or were they more of a seven? Well, the the pin? board that I had, I it was called a, a skip fry egg. Oh, okay. It was, was it a, shaped by skip fry? Yeah. Oh wow. It was a six footer and it looked like an egg. Okay. Had probably eighteen and a half nose, twenty three wide, and probably probably the same tail with a twelve inch fin. And it was like maybe two and two and a half, two three quarters thick. But I mean, it, it was like one of those rail to rail down the line boards. And it was like probably one of my probably my best board that I've ever ever had to have that much fun at. And and I broke that at Blackies all the time uh, in the winter. So how was the how were wetsuits back then? We didn't have any. Woo, 1970, there was no wetsuits? 75? Well, we had a skid di diaper's uh, jacket All right. with the old, you know, little flap up with the, yep. you can put it between your, you know, your crotch and then do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wore that at Rincon in probably 69 during the winter time. Mm. And I, you could only maybe I survived maybe 35 minutes and then got out and then thawed out. But I mean, back, Rincon back then in the late 60s, I mean, there wasn't that many people there. So how crowded was it? Like, were there plenty of waves available? Oh yeah. You weren't fighting for waves? No, I mean, I I really never went out on the, out on the point. I pretty much stayed in. Mm -hmm. So when everybody was like trying to kick out or go in like from, you know, the point to like maybe second or third or wherever yeah, yeah. and then kick out, then I would ride it all, all the way inside the little bay and right toward the rocks and then kick out. Wow. I wish, many people wish you could do that today. You're, well, you're I mean, yeah, but I, I, I paid my dues. I froze my butt off. It yeah. was, it was friggin' cold. Yeah. Technology and wetsuits was not there. No. For sure. I mean, I, I can't even remember when I got my first wetsuit, and it was a uh, original Jack. O'Neill? Oh, yeah, and I think that was, uh, I think before I got married in 77, so I think that was like 70. I got it when I got back from, from Hawaii, so that was probably 73, 74. Did you surf in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Where did you guys surf? Uh, I served. Stay in town or well, we lived on um, the point. 
uh, Sunset Point, and back then it was called Backyards. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. For sure. And uh, uh, that I mean, like we live right across the street. Uh, I was like walking distance to the, the Sunset Market, mm -hmm. and then we just like walked across the street, and it used to be an old mop a mobile park. And not that many people surfed there because it, but it was a perfect way for me mm -hmm. with no crowds. Yep. But uh, I surfed Rocky, Rocky Point to Rocky Lefts. Um, n never surfed pipe. I got uh, uh, Jocko's, good. I got um, just like, you know, little hole in the wall places that we just avoided the crowd. Okay. But, I mean, me... So, compared to Rincon versus Hawaii, what had a heavier crowd? For sure, Hawaii? Um, well... Just different? Being a non-local, yeah. I mean, I mean... But, I mean, you could if you fit in yeah. and got it accepted, then you, then you had your choice. But I mean, I never had any beef with with people. Yeah. And I mean, I yourself. like when I got out, I showed respect, and they showed respect, you know, to me. Cool. But but then again, I, I mean, I didn't surf pipe. I didn't surf the epic waves. Yeah. You know, but I mean, when I was there, I I got my I got my share of waves. I mean, they probably weren't good for you know the locals, but yeah. it was good enough for me. So everyone, I should have said in the beginning, I'm on location in Mark's apartment, like three blocks from the beach here in Oceanside, South O, and Duke's at my lap. So if you hear a squeaky ball, that's Duke. That's Duke. The lab. The lab. He's excited that I'm here. All right. So do you have a, a good story you want to share about surfing? Well, I got tons of them, Mike. Give me one that's like a PG or G. What comes to your mind? Besides? Well, what comes to mind for me is like um, when I was a, a, a senior, we went from 9 to like maybe 1030 or wherever. Yep. And where I came from, Southgate High School in East L.A., there was maybe 25 people that served. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then when we would get out of school, there was maybe three or four people that would hop in our friend's dad's truck and drive from there all the way down here. And I can remember one epic day, we, got, we, we left, we got down here about 12.30 and we uh, pulled up to Beacons. And it was like sheet glass, blue water, the sun was shining. We all, you know, went out, and there was not that many people out. And I can remember um, going out, and it was like maybe a solid three, four-foot day. But I can remember duck diving on, under this wave and popping up, and you could just see the blue sky, the blue sun, or the sun coming through, you know, the back of the wave. Yeah. And it was just like. Oh man, you couldn't get anything better than this. So how long was the drive then with no traffic? Um, was it well, okay, well, from Southgate to Huntington Beach, it was 45 minutes. Okay. So the cars went, it was probably, the speed limit was probably 55. It probably wasn't. Well, no, place. I mean, no, huh? But I mean, you're all, you know, like, you're talking 
18-year-old kids yeah. in their dad's truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So how long did it take to get down here? And did you come here in the winter or summer? Um, was that a summer session? Yeah, that was before we got out of school yeah. in uh, June. Okay, know? yeah. So, and, and then there's a time that we would, there's a time that our friend Kurt, he had a Volkswagen van, and there was probably five of us, because we had our own crew, uh, John, Pearson, uh, Tim, Derek, uh, Billy McDonald, myself, and we went up to uh, the ranch area, Ooh. but we couldn't we couldn't get in because there was a guy at the guard shack. Okay. So somehow we got in there, and there was like a, a security guard that would patrol the area, and uh, he he stopped us. And we had a friend that worked at a at a liquor store, and he got us a case of beer. So. He found that beer in the back of Billy's dad's truck. Mm -hmm. He lined us up on the curb and made us each, like going down the line, take every can and pop it and pour it down the gutter. But then after what I can remember that day, after that morning, mm -hmm. that after we you know spilled all the beer out, I forget where we served, I think Drake's, I think, maybe. Okay. I've never served there, but... Um, but it was a really, really good day. I mean, you know, without any beer or whatever, but the way it's kind of... <laughs> no <made>. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the whole idea, go up there and spend the weekend and... Drink you know, some beers Drink and some beer and surf, you know. So. That's like every kid's dream. Well, yeah. I'm not mean, necessarily a kid, but a young Somewhat of a young, young surfer at, you know, at 18, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're going to change directions here, but I love that story. And uh, so now we're going to get into uh, what you got in your room as, as for boards. So what's currently under your feet today? What, what's the board you're, you have in, that you're... Uh, right now, in, I mean, in, I have a, uh, a 9.4 Chem. Okay. Um single pin square tail it's kind of between a nose rider and a uh, um like a step deck mm -hmm. and then i'm ha having one in the process i should get it this week uh a nine two round pin tail single pin okay shaped by who uh ian from icon surfboards okay all right. Well, those sound like two good boards, and they're perfect for Oceanside. But I mean, before before I started to get old, I used to ride the thrust, you know, the thrusters. But you know, I haven't been out in a long time, so I just wanted like a couple boards so I can just cruise. Yep, and totally get it. You gotta, and you gotta have cruising boards. But I mean, like if like if you're an ex surfer and you don't have any boards, you you feel naked. <laughs> so I totally agree. Which leads us to. I think you touched on it earlier, but you can touch on a little bit more. Is what was your favorite board of all time? Which you said the egg skip fry. The skip fry egg, and then um, I had probably well the board that I took to Hawaii was a Robert August. Gift. Okay. He shaped me seven a seven six, kind of like a single pin round pin that was seven deep. six. Okay. That was before the thrusters came out. Single fin, right? Yeah. So did you ever get into, so that board, how'd that board work in Hawaii? 
Uh, I thought it worked good. Okay. But then again, I mean, I, I, I did the surf perfect ways. But yeah. for me, the ways that I, I rode, it rode good. And then there was a one that I, um, I forget, well, I told you about that story about Russell. Okay. Remember, he could, I went and ordered board and they didn't, they didn't uh, shape yeah. it the way that I wanted. I almost got in a fight about that because he told me you I could Tell everyone, make it the short version, but tell us the story real quick. You were in Newport Beach picking up a board you had we, ordered. We, we were surfing uh, Blackies and there was like four of us. And, what year was this? Jeez, uh, Mike, probably... 1970 okay so 1970 you're in newport you surfed and i don't even know really what shape or whatever but so we like he called me the Russell guy surfboards the, the guy from the shop said your board was and we just got down surfing blackies which was the, the shop was just like right around the corner okay so we uh we went there and uh Walked in and there was one guy that was behind the desk and then maybe two guys that were in the very back So he goes, you know, I told him my name and he went and got it and he, he brings the board out And he goes well here and I go well, that's not my board and he goes well Yeah here. I mean here's the here's the, the order form and I go. That's not my board. It's not what I ordered so then I go to my friends, I go, come on, let's go. And the guy stopped me and he goes, you're not leaving without paying for this board. I go, well, I'm not paying for something that's not my board. Yeah. So then he came around the corner and we started, you know, talking smack. And, and uh, so then my friends backed me up and the two guys behind the counter came out and they were all talking smack. But I mean, you know, back then it was all push, push. But nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you know, me and my friends, we just walked out, and he, I left that board that was mine, <laughs> left it there. Did you put a down payment on that, or back in the day you didn't have to? No, you didn't have to. Back no, so you just ordered a board. And you just ordered. No, it, well, yeah. No loss. You know, someone buy that board. No, I mean, I'm not paying for something that I didn't order. I know you, and that's true. So. All right. So then, we touched on a lot of your favorite boards, and I would. Don't you wish you had those boards today? Not I, to ride I mean, but I mean, to make them when like I, collector's items. When I started, um, my dad knew a guy that worked for uh, where my dad worked, and it was a South Bay shaper named Lazardi. Okay. He shaped me what I thought was, I mean, my first board, it probably was a, you know, probably a piece of shit, but, <laughs> I mean, excuse me, but, I mean, I, I mean, I was proud of that. That's why I, I yeah. rode at, you know. How at, many years you ride that board? Uh, maybe one or two. Oh, really? Yeah. I would figure back in the day you held on to those boards. You rode the same board till they were done. But I mean, God, if I had the money to all, all the boards that I, you know, had, had shaped or buy them. Oh, I would. I wouldn't be living in this apartment. That's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, like I, I mean, I've had Sunset surfboards. I've had Harbor. I've had, you know, every... Iconic names in the surf world. Yeah. And those boards, man, if you had those today, holy... T if you had them as collectibles, if you kept held on to them, man, you'd be have your own little well, museum. Well, uh, uh, another really good board that they made me, um, it was called Eclipse, I think. And mm -hmm. it was like a, a round pin, single pin, 
with kind of like a blunt nose. Um, pretty wide in the, like 23 wide, yeah. pretty wide tail, but really pulled in. But it was like almost, not like a round nose, but it was like a dolphin nose okay. type board. And I rode that for a long time. And I even went back and I got got another one shaped right off of that template. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had that one, it was like great. Those two boards were, you could probably put in the, to be one of my favorites too. Okay, so you got several favorites. But if now today, if money wasn't an option or a problem or, or whatever word you want to use, what board would you want? Like, what would be your, like, oh, I, this is what I've always wanted? Um, I would go back and get the beach break model from Donald Takayama. Okay. Handshaped by him, of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. Because back in the day when um, an old friend of ours, Chip, if anybody is like old time, before it became surf ride, Chip worked at the Hopi store okay. before it became surf ride. Okay. And I probably bought maybe three or four of those boards. Really? Different, like, you know, maybe an inch, different two dimensions. inch, different, yeah. But I mean, they, I mean, I love those boards. I, I row those boards on south side on big days, north side of the pier on big days. I even broke one, a brand new one. I think I paid 500 um, when I lived on north side of the pier. Uh, my Hawaiian friends were there and uh, I, I went out and I duck dove underneath probably a pretty good, like maybe a six foot wave. Yeah. And the, the lip hit me on my back and it put enough pressure that it, I broke the board with my knee because I used my knee to duck dive. Yeah, it pushed underneath it. Yeah. And it snapped it. And wow. You came up all PO'd, I'm oh, sure. I mean, I, yeah, the, the, yeah, I look back and I see you know, half of the nose washing up to shore and here I am holding on to the tail, a brand new board that I just waxed for the first time about so you never even got a wave on it? No. No. Wow. So I just like turned, jumped on the, the, what was left of the tail and rolled the tail in and then sat there and cried and pouted and was like, I spent 500 bucks for nothing, but oh well. All right, everyone. So there's our, uh, our interview with Mark Carrier from O-Side. And you guys, he's kind of like the... The honorary mayor of Oceanside. Everyone knows him. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark, for doing the interview with me. No problem, Mike. Thank you. And we'll see everyone on the other side. Thanks again for listening. If you like this episode, give it a thumbs up and hit subscribe. And don't forget to visit quiverbuilder.com where you'll find your next magic board. I'll see you in the lineup. Hey, you guys, Endless Summer box set. This thing is legit. It's authentic, numbered certificate in it. It has a five-frame film strip. From the original print, you will literally own a piece of history. It has a specially minted bronze medallion. Dude, that thing's sick. Okay, there's so much more here. 
go to the show notes. There's a link on there. Go check this piece of history out. This thing's rad. Seriously. Smithsonian American History Museum has it. It took four years of research with 3.5 in production, all hand assembled. This thing's rad. So much to this awesome box set. Remastered DVD, sharper images than the original film. But dude, this thing's so sick. Link in the show notes.